Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back at the cartoons and TV shows and movies and whatnot of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not. That's far too often the case. I'm Sean. And I think it's the case today. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Chris. And uh, today we actually have some special guest uh, commentators, podcasters, what have you, from uh, Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. All right, guys, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, Sure. Uh, I'm Joseph. And I'm another Chris. Oh, man, another Chris. Too many Chris's. Story of our lives. But that's fine, because I can point to the Chris that that I want to have talk and have him not talk. I can do that all day. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, How about you guys tell us a little bit about your show? Go ahead, Joseph. Oh, man. Okay, so our show is essentially what this show is, except, uh, I don't know, slightly different. It's very comparable, but we had neither of us had heard each other's shows. It's we cover cartoons uh, across various years, um, mostly Saturday morning cartoons, but not always just depends. And yeah, we watch a few episodes and see kind of what we thought of it, bring our inner kids in to see what they thought of it. And uh, yeah. Just discuss it from there. Yeah. Our, Anything else to elaborate on? Our formula usually goes like, we'll, um, we'll usually take a listener submitted request and sometimes they're legitimate and sometimes it's like, I think they're trying to troll us and make us watch the worst <laughs> crap that they can find, which has happened and that's great. But uh, usually we'll always watch the very first episode, um, whatever episode we find has the highest rating, either on TV.com or IMDb.com. And then we let the uh, listener who um, chose the show itself, we'll let them pick an episode or, or their favorite episode. And if they don't pick one, then we just pick one at random. And so, yeah, so we'll watch three episodes and we'll talk about it. And like Joseph said, we'll have our quote unquote inner kids weigh in on uh, on the show as well. So yeah, it's usually we'll either go one of two ways. We'll either get very philosophical or we're gonna get like really, really angry and yell all kinds of like horrible things about how bad it was. <laughs> well, I, I hope you guys have some either philosophical or really bad things to talk about with this with this show that yep. we're gonna be watching. Uh, because uh, today we are going to be reviewing, talking about RoboCop, the animated series. Detroit, the near future. Officer Alex J. Murphy and his partner, Ann Lewis, fight to rid the decaying city of the criminal element which infests it. After being mortally wounded in the line of duty, Officer Murphy is outfitted by OCP with bulletproof titanium robotic parts and with computer-enhanced motor and sensory capabilities. He has become the ultimate super cop, RoboCop. So, for those of you who don't know, who are listening, RoboCop, of course, was a movie, but they also, for whatever odd reason, decided to make an animated series based on a rated R adult film. A hyper-violent, hyper-weirdly-sexual, at-times, movie, which... ah, so so let's let's just before we get further in, what do you remember, Sean? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> don't remember this at all. Absolutely nothing. This show only had twelve episodes, and I could not. And it, it ran in nineteen eighty eight, which would have put me at six years old. No, set five years old. I uh, not to nitpick, <laughs> but it didn't run an extra two years. Where? Uh, in syndication on the Marvel Action Universe, alongside Dino Riders and Spider Man and Friends. Oh, this is Spider-Man. the one. That's the one with Iceman and Firestar. Oh the, yeah. The, so wait, wasn't wasn't that a uh, retread from like the seventies? 
That Spider-Man... The late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. The, yeah. And then that, that Marvel action universe sometimes had Defenders of the Earth, Incredible Hulk, the Dungeons and Dragons animated <laughs> show, and the new Fantastic Four. I remember watching this personally myself. And, and that was because I suggested this show a while back. Yeah. Because I remember actually the Marvel action universe intro which there's going to be a link to it in the description for this episode oh. I, I put a link for it to it for our uh, our our friends here joining us in the notes right below and you you can watch it at your leisure i'll if have you like. to i'll have to check that out because honestly i don't remember obviously you remember it oh but yeah i, don't, I, don't I remember it i remember all. it i think i remembered it being really cool and most more so because i just like wanted to watch dino riders but uh <laughs> what do, what do you guys remember of it yeah of this show, this show in particular, nothing. I, I I had seen the movie, of course, but I don't think I even knew this cartoon existed until you guys brought it up. So, and I did watch Dino Riders. I love Dino Riders, and we uh, actually reviewed that a few weeks back. But this show, I had no idea it was playing. But I remember the Marvel productions. All actually, all I remember about it is the uh, Spider-Man portion where it kind of shows him at the end of episodes, where it's like a metallic-looking Spider-Man kind of jumping down. I guess it's just like a really glossy looking Spider-Man. Yeah, that was the, and, the uh, logo for the Marvel Productions for a while. And they used that right. from, I think, the yeah, mid-80s yeah. until the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I do remember yeah. that. That's, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, it's at the end of the of the video that I posted for you guys. And nice. I think it was also at the end of the at the end of the episode, too, when you watched it. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't as cognizant of this stuff because I really started as a DC kid and I was like, Marvel, F those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, I was hardcore into the, uh, into the, to the uh, company wars. Oh, well, other Chris, what do you remember? Um, I never watched this show as a kid, but I, and I hadn't, you know, I don't know if I've even watched the movie all the way through. I know I've seen bits of it and mostly like, I think I probably saw it a long time ago, but maybe blocked it out like to save myself some trauma. But um, <laughs> I remember the dad from that 70s show and uh, I'll buy that for a dollar or whatever. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> um, but I did the, have the a scene that was always I always had memorable scenes from that movie myself. Yeah. So. Um, I did have a RoboCop action figure, though, which is interesting since I didn't watch the cartoon. And I grew up in a house where like I know if my my parents knew I watched RoboCop if I was a kid, like they would have been very angry and probably would have blamed themselves for being terrible parents. So I don't know how I got the action figure even, but yeah, I used to play with that and I know of RoboCop, but I never really watched much of it. So, well, you know what? Maybe that's good that most of us have not watched the show because it allows us to go in with fresh eyes and no nostalgia goggles, (laughs) except for maybe, except for maybe the RoboCop property by itself. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as I very briefly mentioned, this aired for only two years in syndication, but it really only first aired from October 1st to December 17th of 88. Mm. And it, it was, it's very short. And, and the whole idea of a quote, Marvel Robocop universe is something that's is very weird for me. I, I think just in concept, the, the idea that there's a quote, Robocop universe. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe they were trying to do something like the, like the Ghostbusters or Ghost Core universe that maybe. Like Sony yeah. was trying to do. Right. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how many different ways you can take, uh, you can take Robocop. How many different directions can you take Robocop in? Yeah. There, there's some, some things that are a little odd about the, the character itself because the, um, the bullets were replaced with lasers in this. Right. And RoboCop got a weird red light in the middle of his visor that that kind of moved around, and and I think honestly that it's just a Cylon ripoff in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yeah, could I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that they stole it just because it's easier. Yeah. So who created this beautiful piece of uh, animated magic? And yeah. why? <laughs> why? <laughs> that is a damn good question. <laughs> it was Michael Charles Hill and Michael Miner. They so the first guy was a producer for Transformers and GI Joe, and the second guy was a co-writer for the first three RoboCop films. Wait, I see that you put the first three RoboCop films in there. Are there more than three? There was a reboot. Oh, Remember? that's right. Yeah. Oh, I man. I yeah. like when you said the first three RoboCop films. I thought that there was some weird like direct-to-video. Oh, no. If you want something movies. fun, watch watch <laughs> RoboCop three. It is where he gets the jetpack and the rocket launcher. It's something. <laughs> it's. Oh he, man, he fights a Just, shark. It's yeah. Does it's, he? Man, I blocked that out. I remember the first two, where he fights the like he fights the Ed two hundred nine, and then he fights the like weird weird uh, cocaine addled guy who's in the machine. They like take yeah. His that brain was out. the one that was my oh, favorite yeah. as a kid. I have a distinct memory of the first RoboCop movie because I think I snuck out and watched it like uh, hiding in the hallway while my parents watched it on a home video. Nice. <laughs> And uh, and there is this scene where this mugger has this woman uh, with like a gun or a knife or something that I yeah. can't remember. No, and he Robocop, does. He's, he's, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna rape her. That's yeah, and Robocop gonna... <laughs> steps out and uh, he like strategically aims his gun and shoots through her dress and shoots the guy in the dick. Yeah, and and that's a scene that always sticks with me forever. <laughs> I love I love the I love what Robocop says in that scene in the movie Af- after he shoots the guy and then the, the the girl runs over to him. He says, "Madam, you have suffered an emotional shock. I will notify a rape crisis center." <laughs> oh my god! Like, it's so that, that was kind of like one of the episodes. Yeah, you know, one of the episodes that we watched. Uh, sorry, one of the episodes that we watched today, actually, or whenever we watched him, had something similar to that in it when he was talking to Lewis at some point. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. he did. It totally happened. Yeah, there was there was a there's a video that I've seen online that it, it, it takes off that scene and it just makes it into a spoof where it's it's Robo like. There's a bunch of there's two guys who are doing the same thing. It's the exact same scene, and RoboCop shoots the one guy in the dick, and then he shoots the other guy in the dick, <laughs> and then a bunch of guys come out of nowhere, and they all try and like you see it from RoboCop's perspective, and he just starts targeting all their dicks, and he's just going around, just, bam, 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 and then at the end, it's this naked guy, and he like pulls up the guy's profile, and it's like prolific rapist, like John Barnes. <laughs> Uh, extreme, <laughs> extremely dangerous, and he just like unloads in the guy's crotch. Oh my god! <laughs> of course he does. This sounds. I. I this is the, that is going to be the very first thing that I watch when we end recording today. <laughs> yeah, it's the rid- very it's, first thing. It's ridiculous. Like it, it's doing. He's doing the little targeting reticle. And it's just like boom, crotch, boom, crotch, boom, crotch, boom, crotch. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it's great. Wait, so, wait. Could we? So in post production, when when we do that, could you take the boom crotch, record that? And then uh, remix it into a song. Because that'd be perfect. I, I could try and turn it into a song. I like this idea. So, so the production companies for this were Marvel Productions, which we mentioned earlier. And I think the first time that we mentioned them was in our coverage My of My Little Pony. pony. My yeah. Little Pony. (laughs) 
So uh, Marvel Productions also helped produce Transformers, the Transformer movie, G.I. Joe, and its movie, which is one of my all-time, just of all time, favorite movies. The G.I. Joe movie is amazing. Uh, Muppa Babies and Pride of the X-Men, which Sean had never seen until I made him watch it not that long ago. I love Pride of the X-Men. That's awesome. Sean Sean was not a fan, but I like it. Weird Scott. What was it? Weird Australian Wolverine. Yeah. Like you and X-Men. Bucky O'Hare. Nope. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. <laughs> what were they thinking? They they just well, knew. They knew that uh they knew that uh what's his face was gonna play him in the movies for thirty five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just foreshadowing. Yeah. yeah. So Hugh Jackman. Orion Pictures Corporation started in 78. They're another production company that worked on this, but they're like an Oscar-winning production company. They did like Amadeus and Platoon and Dances with Wolves and the a bunch hell, of other stuff. What the hell were they doing on this film? On I this don't know. That's a very good question. Probably because Orion Pictures produced the Robocop movie. I mean, to me, yeah. that's like... They the, did, so... To me, that's like the equivalent of, of like... Studio Studio Ghibli, like on working on like Johnny Test or something, like something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the last one, the the animation was done by Acom. Oh man, I love that rapper. <laughs> oh god, oh, wait, it's the wrong guy. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Sorry, dad jokes. For <laughs> <me>. So, uh, <laughs> there's there's some shows that that Acom has done that both of our shows I think have covered, like uh, like we did Gem. And uh, we've discussed Batman the Animated, Batman, the animated series. series. I think we both have done episodes yeah. on that. And these are all definitely shows mm-hmm. that I've seen. Exo Squad, Savage Dragon, The Oblongs. The oh, Oblongs. Nice. Yeah. Now, there is a show that I put on this list that I had never heard of called The World of Toad Patrol out of Canada. Oh. Uh, maybe that's something we can add. Uh, no links in here, but if you guys want to go look it up, <laughs> it looks a bit interesting. Toad Patrol. <laughs> All right, the music is done by the uh, our an- old pals yeah. animation Levy yeah. and Haim Saban. Animation music stalwarts and all around, well, at least Haim Saban, all around kind of asshole. <laughs> yep, that's probably <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to our episode on Power Rangers. But uh, Haim Saban was, uh, he's pretty well known for like firing actors or not paying them, not yep. paying them, not paying extras, all kinds of crazy oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but aside from that, they put out some amazing like themed music. Yeah. I have to say, probably the best music, best animated music that, uh, that I can remember. I can't think of better, like just rocking kick ass music. <laughs> yeah, a lot of their stuff is pretty awesome. I, Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, not a great show. Great music. But great oh, yeah. music. No, yeah, we, we watched that one too, and I can completely agree. Oh, we yeah, we know you watched it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sawboss. Sawboss. You can't, you can't escape it. Can't escape it. <laughs> well, of course not. <laughs> so the two of them are most known for the creation of the Power Rangers. And, uh, you know... Outside of that, our, the rest of our listeners may not know who they are. So let's move on to the cast, because it's a short, quick list, and then we can talk about our episodes. Yeah, the cast starts with, well, our list starts with Dr. McNamara, who is the villain? Uh, Question kind mark? Of? Question Maybe. mark? Question mark? A little Love bit. Love interest? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's played by Robert uh, Boxdale, uh, who was Mr. Dupree and the famous Jet Jackson. And he was LB in the animated Teddy, Teddy Ruxpin show, which is not one that I 
I mean, that's a nightmare inducer right there. I can't wait for us to do it. You know what my favorite thing was to do? It was to like play music on a Teddy Ruxpin. No, my God. <laughs> my favorite thing, <laughs> my favorite thing to do is wait till Teddy Ruxpin's batteries got a little low and then put the tape in so he's like... it's like that snow globe that my kid has Um, (laughs) so my kid has a snow globe for frozen and and it sings let it go except it goes let it go let it go (laughs) and it's all like a half step off too so everything sounds like it's sort of a demonic possessed snow globe love it uh Yeah, that's the best way to listen to Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. So, now, Baxdale, he was Dracula in a cartoon show I completely forgot about until when I built these notes called Monster Force mm. that I think might be a good choice for us coming up is that, in October. Is that like an action yes. cartoon with, yes. all the, with all the classic uh, movie uh-huh. monsters? Some of them are good and some of them are bad. Nice. Have to watch Oh, yeah, that's the, we'll be covering that one in October <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's on our, it's our list, list. Yes. yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> So, Dr. Tyler is done by Barbara Budd, and she did voice work for Babar. And on Wikipedia, some biography site claims that she worked on Dinosaucers. Maybe she's just like incidental voice. But, I do, but here's the thing. I, even when they're incidental voices, they'll be listed on like other places. So, on Wikipedia, it says, it says that. However, when you check IMDb and the voice actor websites... There's no information listed for her being involved with Dinosaucers. And the only other places that I found it listed was a, like, Canadian actor biography website and some other, like, fan pages. And they just copy and pasted Wikipedia. So I refuse to believe that she's involved with Dinosaucers until somebody can provide me evidence otherwise. <laughs> but wait, this wait. is why you check your sources, kids. Yeah. Well, so. Hold on. A, a better question is, what the hell is Dinosaucers? Dino saucers. Dude, dino saucers is legit. I've you, never heard of that. You have it? Okay, it, the dino saucers is a cartoon where there were two competing groups of dinosaurs on this planet. Like, just imagine Transformers. It's like sort of the same storyline right. where there's there's like the good dinosaurs and the bad dinosaurs, and they of come course. down to Earth. And the uh, it's like the e- it's the dinosaurs and the evil tyrannos, and it's <laughs> which one by... of the evil tyrannos is a triceratops, which is funny. yeah, oh, of course. And the, the lead bad guy is the uh, what is his name? Uh, Genghis Rex. Yeah, Genghis Rex <laughs> and the evil tyrannos. I can't wait for us to do that one. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's, so. one, oh of those, it's one of those shows that had uh, a group of kids who found them and then became their partners in crime fighting and had special rings and machines that they used and yeah you know so is this a spinoff of street sharks by chance because i know that there was a spinoff from street sharks involving all dinosaurs no this one came out in like the this unless street sharks is a spinoff of that because the dinosaurs came out in the late 80s oh okay 87, 88, something like that. Oh, I think I'm thinking of extreme dinosaur. Man, how many? You're thinking extreme dinosaurs. How many yeah. space like dinosaur things <laughs> are there out there? Good lord. Dinosaurs was 1987. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you yeah. have to, if you have to ask that question, then there's too many. I think. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, even even many. in the the Ninja Turtles, there were the uh, what was it tri- Triceratons? Oh yeah, or whatever. they had a bunch too. Yeah. You had a toy for yeah, one of those. Yeah, the, the orange Triceratops with the uh, the metal plating yeah. and stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, yep. Dinosaurs is one of those shows that has a great intro song done by Saban and Levy, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. so wow. it, it's a just a rock. It's a just a rock and like rock and roll type song. Nice. So um, 
The next character, next group of characters. Now, the old man, Clarence Boddicker, Casey Wong, Ace Jackson, and the intro narrator. The old man, is that the head of OCP? I believe so. Okay, so that's played by Len Carlson. And he was uh, first mentioned when we covered Legend of Zelda. And he's the voice of Ganon! (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But we both covered him because he had a voice on Jason the Wheel Warriors. Who was he on Jason the Wheel Warriors? Uh, I believe he was the the Han Solo ripoff. Oh, Oh. that's right. Mm, Okay. And he was also the title character for Swamp Thing. And he was Bert in Bert the Raccoons. And a bunch of characters from Cops, so... Cops! Yeah, I can't wait for us to do that show, too. (laughs) I I did used to watch that show. I had a lot of those toys. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I probably had more of those toys than RoboCop toys. So, there's some other characters. ED260, the the robot, that is the main bad guy robot from the first RoboCop movie. No, that's the ED209. Is that 209? Yeah. Okay, then I don't know which one the Ed Two Sixty. Ed Two Sixty is literally a clone, and I'm ju- I'm guessing just a, uh, a a more recent model, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah, played by Alan Stewart Coates, and he is uh, he was also in Legend of Zelda as the Triforce of Power. Yeah, I remember us talking about why does the Triforce talk, but apparently it does. Why is there only two? Yeah, it's a no. Let's not backtrack to Legend yeah. of Zelda, please, listeners. Don't make us redo it. <laughs> yeah, no. It's so awesome. there's only two. Would that be a biforce instead of a triforce? I'm oh, see, that, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Good, good for All it. Right. Bi- we need more. We need more uh... biforces. No, I was gonna say we need we need more <laughs> we need more uh, 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 visual or visual. Ah, what's the word? We need more uh, visibility. Words. For the biforces in our society, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. they are not. They are not an invisible orientation. Yeah. So we have <laughs> Lieutenant Roger Hedgecock, who is played by Rex Hagon. He did the voice work for Babar and the Busy World of Richard Scarry, and apparently he also had a role in Short Circuit too. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> um, Dan Hennessy is the voice of Murphy. And or RoboCop, and he's got like over fifty voice acting roles. He's Chief Quimby from Inspector Gadget and Braveheart Lion from Care Bears, and, and your favorite Genghis Rex from Dino nice. Saucers. Yeah. Oh, and Plesio. Yeah. Now he was Mister Monitor on Beetlejuice. That was a voice I recognized because I watched a couple episodes of that not that long ago. Yeah. 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 Now Wheels Wilson is is a character that shows up in one of our. Uh, yeah, one episode that we picked. You're welcome for that. That's the episode I picked. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's going to give us stuff to talk about for the merchandising later. Huzzah! So, that's done by Ron James, and he is a Canadian stand-up comic and was the bank security guard in Black Sheep. So, you know, gotta gotta give him a little something. Uh, Birdman Barnes! And that's done by Gordon Maston, who is mostly an ensemble actor. And I guess he usually isn't the star... Looking through his credits, the first role I noticed was the bus driver in the day after tomorrow. So good um, for him. Yeah, you know he's got some work. Uh, if you're working, you're getting paid, right? Yeah. So Sergeant Reed, Doctor Roosevelt, is done by Greg Morton. He is High Tower in the Police Academy series. Yeah. Was an ensemble voice actor on the animated Alf series and Ooh. the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And then we got only two more characters here. We got Anne Lewis. Done by Susan Roman. Oh man, I got a lot to say about Anne. Yeah, Lewis. I got a lot to say about uh, Officer Lewis, and she is Lita or Sailor Jupiter in the North American uh, Deke cover dub for Sailor Moon, and she is one of the few voice actors to remain throughout the entire run of the series. 
And one of her better known roles is also Melissa Raccoon from the Raccoons. And she's Chant Bear from the Care Bears movie. Now, the animation company, I'm just thinking about this. Did they do... Or maybe maybe it was it had to have been the either the production company or the voice but co- whoever was the voice director had to have worked on the raccoons and Care Bears because you have too many people that were on both of those shows. Well, Nelvana did was the Care Bears, so but I, this is I think just the time period. You yeah, know? maybe the last character is Cecil or Ralph is done by Chris Ward, who is Can- uh, Canadanistan's first VJ. Canada's <laughs> Canadanistan. <laughs> Yeah, so he's famous for that. He had worked with Dana Carvey or, or um, I think, Mike Myers uh, back when they were doing their Wayne's World skit before they ended up on SNL. So let's maybe jump into our episodes. We've got some other stuff we can talk about. We, we can do that yeah. later. So let's let's discuss the episodes that we picked, right? All right, so let's talk about the episodes. Uh, we'll start with uh, Chris's from uh, Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom. Uh, he picked Season 1, Episode 3, Project Death Spore. Death Spore. Yeah, and I just pretty much picked it just because of the name. There was really no other reason. I was just like, Death Spore, that sounds fun. Let's do this. Um, and, and it's pretty much like, I don't know, like this scientist is working on like a sentient, I don't know, like vines and squash, like monster. I don't know what this was. but <laughs> So he's, he's like Monster Mind. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was weird, yeah. man. It was super weird. And, and there wasn't much of an explanation for why they're working on it. It was just kind of like, hey, let's make this thing. And we don't know what it does, but we're making it. And uh, it escapes. They lose control. It escapes through the vents because it can like, like it, it kind of like grows and shrinks and can like slink through tight spaces and stuff. Did anybody happen to notice the doctor's name? Oh, Dr. it was uh, uh, Hajiri. It was a I don't remember, but it started with an so, H. Yeah, so so his name is Doctor Higiri. That's right. He's that's Japanese. right. Higiri. And but they pronounce it Doctor Hajiri, which gigawatts. Yeah, ah. I, that's all I can think of was j- one point one one gigawatts. I like can, it. Can I make a Can I make a confession? Here? Oh yeah, <laughs> I totally watched the wrong episode. <laughs> nice i'm trying to look up what episode i watched because i i watched it online and i totally didn't look at the name of the episode i just looked at the episode number oh it's gonna be so, fun oh boy so i ha- i so <laughs> oh. man i don't know anything about this so you're gonna get to <laughs> perfect episode. ask some fun questions you're gonna get the cliff notes yeah, 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 yeah. no th- i watched all the other ones the right the, the correct ones but man i didn't write <laughs> i feel so bad how dare you, Sean? You're fired from the show. Right. No. We have an, we have an opening. No, I watched. What did I watch? So I watched the Man in the Iron Suit. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Damn. All right. Well, nice job. then uh, extra credit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, did anybody have an issue with Doctor Hijiri's voice? Oh, it was like super stereotypical. Uh, very stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It he was, was so he bad. He was like, uh, was he like, uh, since I don't know anything about this episode, was he like uh, Mickey, Ro- uh, Mickey yes, Rooney? Yes, it was uh, like Mickey Rooney in, in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, Mr. Robocop. Oh, it was so bad. It, it, was, bad. it, was, it was pretty much like <laughs> Basically. That. Yeah. So... So tell us tell us a little bit about the episode. <laughs> okay, so basically this this thing escapes and um it uh, RoboCop and and Lewis are are kind of out uh patrolling and stuff and go to stop some guys and uh basically RoboCop's starting to get, like I don't know, he's he's kind of getting this thing like she she keeps putting herself like in danger or something and he's getting kind of annoyed and he's just like uh she she could 
hurt herself. I don't, I don't like this idea. Um, anyway, um, so th- this thing comes out and he kind of goes to take care of it, but he gets it like starts draining his energy or something and gives him a cold. And yeah, that made no sense to me. That, that seems to yeah. be that seems to be a recurring theme in in basically all the episodes that that we've watched, and I'm guessing probably throughout the series is that something happens that drains his energy, and he like yes, I, I, there were at least two or three times in other episodes where you see the little readout and you see his energy like going down, 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 down. He's like, oh, I have to figure out what I need to do before I power down. Yeah, and that was right, it was exactly. very weird. The thing that one of the things I thought was weird about this episode was that the plant uh randomly for no reason attacks homeless people. Like around yes. a flaming barrel. Well, I mean, can you blame them? Well, you know. You got to fill it. Got to solve the homeless it's problem weird somehow. Too. Yeah, it was that was pretty that was pretty bad. <laughs> oh no. It was made by Rudy Giuliani. The, the whole idea oh, probably. The whole yeah. <laughs> The whole idea behind this thing was to uh, fight other nations and drain the energy uh, to force them to, I don't know, submit to the U.S. or something. So it was a it was a war, some kind USA, of war weapon. USA. It was like a prote- right. it was a protection racket from OCP. Yeah. So like OCP created it, and then they would like attack some nation, and then and then they have the key to the city basically and they uh, can extort them for yeah. a way to fix the problem we can we can fix this weird spore hey you know you don't pay us yeah. uh, something's going to happen to your store yeah yeah i like the the subtle name of death spore for this thing like they couldn't call it like you know like project something <laughs> that would you know not raise suspicions project but kitten instead, sparkles like, project hobo right. killer if somebody looks at like a file and they're like death spore, <laughs> Jesus, like what? I mean, that's gonna raise some eyebrows right off the bat. He's like, no, so. no, no. This is just my Star Wars fan fiction. Don't worry about right, it. Right, exactly. Fine. Like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's normal. Don't worry. I like that, that the Doctor Hijiri. I, it's God. It's so hard to say Doctor Hijiri. Uh, Doctor Hijiri is ordered to stop the plant, uh, but not destroy it, which I thought was weird because right. like he made one. Can he just make another one? Um, you, know, you, you get your yeah, logic you out so. of here, Mr. Man. You get your <laughs> logic out of here! <laughs> the RoboCop animated universe is no place for logic. <laughs> Apparently so, as we will soon oh. see. <laughs> I was just going to say, so he, he gets sick and he, he can't aim, basically. But it's hilarious because, so by the time he confronts this thing, it's huge. It's like the size of a building. And he still manages to miss and, like, blow up a car, <laughs> like, a hundred feet away. And he's heck? like, can't! focus and i'm like dude just seriously just fire your gun forward in front of you and you're gonna hit it but nope <laughs> what the hell i like i like i like that uh, murphy has to eat chicken soup <laughs> yeah to get better yeah oh yeah. right and then they that's when lewis goes check it out doc my mom's old traditional remedy for a cold mm. tastes good That's it, Murphy. Clean your bowl. Like a good cyborg. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. <laughs> like, uh, I don't understand why like why what? why does a robot need to eat soup? Because he's a cyborg, so he's not supposed to even need to eat if I remember right. He has that no, he, yeah. he has that paste. He has that protein rich paste that he eats. Well whatever. Like, yeah, so he's And then not... the guy dips his finger in and goes, Tastes like baby food. Yeah, like why would you so why is how is he gonna eat chicken soup? Carefully. Apparently. Oh, my my question is where's it going to go after he digests it? Like how do robots Does he poop? 
Does he have a little poop shoot somewhere back there? That <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I didn't read that book when I was younger. Poop shoot? No. How do robots poop? How do robots poop? I was gonna say maybe like a maybe the RoboCop poop shoot is a uh, it's a it was supposed to happen in season two is like a, a child's add on to the Kenner toys. <laughs> oh my god! It's an it's a, it's an auxiliary <laughs> cannon port located in his anus. Is he like a uh, rear aiming? Like action. a vacuum cleaner? Like they got to clean him out once in a while, or like how does <laughs> yeah. that work? He has a little. He has a little like compartment a that opens up in his leg. <laughs> yeah, and he exactly. Pulls it out. Yeah. Like how do they do this? <laughs> For those listening, we are in fact adults. Yeah. So just in case you're wondering, adults in age <laughs> most only. Most of us. Yes, in age only. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. the the other thing that I thought was funny was the the head of OCP. Like worried about if the thing gets to the main reactor that he built, then it will be over. And he's like, and profits will go down. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's his only concern, not <laughs> the fact that his new fusion reactor is gonna like he's. They have fusion reactors, like that's crazy. <laughs> and he's not worried about losing a fusion reactor, j- just like losing money on the project. That's true. That's that's his, that's the CEO's whole drive through that's the probably. entire series. Every time we see him, he's just like he'll talk, you know, he'll say something else in public, but then behind the scenes, he's always like, "We're gonna lose profit if if this, does, if this doesn't happen, or if this person does this." Like he's all about the profit, and we see that very clearly. He's a very good CEO. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's doing his job. He's very conscientious about his uh, his investors. We need profits, so you know, profits, profits. So when uh. When RoboCop sneezes, it's like electric bolts come out of his nose or something. And he usually <laughs> fires his gun or something. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he just like... What John, if... you, missed a, you missed a gem of an episode. Yeah, just but you know what? I, I had so much to say about the episode that I watched. <laughs> no, no, because you know why? Because Well, I mean, I'm getting off track. But the episode that I watched was The Man in the Iron Suit. Yeah, The Man in the Iron oh, yeah. Suit. And it actually... You you know the lieutenant uh, lieutenant what's his face yeah the guy who's um, Hedgecock yeah. Dick he's the guy yeah. who's like a jag off to everybody and he's like the racist kind of racist cop in the in the uh, the Brotherhood episode it's like that episode that I watched actually made me feel really sympathetic to him because he was like like this freaking RoboCop here is doing all this stuff like there's a scene in it when he he runs through like an obstacle course. And he's like, he's like diving out of the way of bullets and he's like getting caught by fire and he, he like sets a course record and he's, oh man, he does all this like oh. really good police, like, like acrobatics and, and everything. And th- okay. So I actually watched that instead of one of the other episodes because <laughs> I'm like, you're describing one of the other ones. Aren't you like, wait a minute. You must've, wa- so, you must've watched. Did you watch this on Kim cartoon? Yes, I did. You must've watched uh episode episode season one, episode four that Chris picked is the brotherhood. And in the, sh- in the, in the, uh, the lineup List. season one, episode four is project deaths for, let's see, episode three, which one was episode three? Ah, it doesn't matter, but no, that one. So, you know, then that like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, wait, 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 by the end, I, I, I watched the same episode too, but I watched that. <laughs> I watched that in addition to these other three because I was like, I don't think this is the right one. So I watched the others, but I did watch the one you're talking about because I saw him so run through the I'm obstacle the only course. Yes. Did see yes. the episode that we did <laughs> yeah, not yeah. assign. So no, Perfect. so we'll just ignore you. No, so so the, <laughs> the thing, you guys, you're the all thing fired. about the thing about this episode <laughs> that made me feel really sympathetic to the guy was so he goes and like he's supposed to be older, right? He's like a lieutenant, so he's supposed to be older, and he. He kicks the crap out of the score 
that these like new recruits do these young guys and he like he kicks their their scores ass by like a bunch of seconds they're like oh my god it's a new course record and he's out of breath and he's all singed and he's like yeah that's that's how you do it and then robocop strolls up and he goes through the obstacle he just course. like walks no through he it. literally walks he like he like shoots like all the guys perfectly and then he like walks through the flames he doesn't have to avoid him he yeah. punches a hole through the wall that the guy had to hop over yep. <laughs> there's like these big giant like uh, Return of the Jedi Endor like logs that come flying at him and the other guy dove yep. out of the way and Robocop just puts his hands up and stops them and he walks through and he beats that guy's score by like 30 seconds and they're all like yeah <laughs> yeah go Robocop and he's like are you freaking kidding me he literally did nothing he walked through the whole course yeah. he just walked straight yeah that, that made me feel well, a lot of sympathy for him yeah, I felt the same way about that one because it was like uh, like you said, the lieutenant was dodging around and like actually had prowess and skill. And then Robocop literally just walked through the course when he was right. crushed by those logs. He was just like, oh, you know, whatever. And just pushed him out of the way. Well, the be- the and- best part of that was like when Lewis was like, yeah, look at his moves. I'm like, what moves? He's just standing there. Getting <laughs> He's not shot. moving. Yeah. yeah. Lewis <laughs> isn't moving. seems really impressed with Robocop for doing things that are not a big feat for a guy who just walks straight. Yeah, right. that actually happens a lot in this show where RoboCop does something and he's like, I'm going to do this. It's like, oh, Murphy, no. And then it's just Murphy just like walking <laughs> or like holding something. And I'm like, yes. yeah, for a human, that's impressive. But he's like a big fucking robot. So <laughs> Lewis is Lewis is uh, RoboCop's hype man. She has to be. That's true. No, she's got to be on the PR team. Let me tell you, let me describe every episode of this series Uh in two phrases. It's Robocop's, or no, it's it's Lewis saying, Murphy! And then it's Robocop saying, Murphy, get down! Or Lewis, (laughs) get down. That's it. Or Lewis, get down, yeah, sorry. Or Lewis, get behind me, one of the two. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, well, then we we both watched episodes that we... (laughs) So you guys all watched the, the wrong episode, but me... Uh, so I'm yes. I'm perfect. It's it's okay. Yes, <laughs> but the end the end of that episode is ridiculous because they have like a they have like a fight. I said it's like a John Henry versus the the, the like steel driving machine. Oh, it's like one of those because okay. they they build this suit for the lieutenant. the the bad The bad guy scientist builds a suit for the lieutenant, and he is able to fight RoboCop. And RoboCop gets this weird like store of energy that doesn't make any sense, and he's able to like overcome him because he thinks that the guy killed. Lewis by throwing a bunch of cars at them, but Lewis like broke. Right. Lewis ran onto the to the to the like course herself. Of course she did. Yeah, and then they're gonna arrest. Lewis ruins everything. No, they're gonna arrest the lieutenant, but then they're like, "Well, let's let's just destroy this video of everything that happened." And then, like in the next episode, the, everyone's fine. Everyone's back at the at the precinct, and the lieutenant's there. And wow, and that would like, be a wow, lot to talk about there. But let's yeah. not discuss that subject. <laughs> yeah. No, and, then everyone, and, everyone, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, no, the lieutenant totally didn't just try to kill another officer, like two officers." Cause, right. And then hide the film. Yeah. No, he didn't hide it. Yeah. Well, well, somebody he, else he hide it. Yeah. Hid it. Hide it. Well, the episode that we did watch ends with (laughs) Murphy having to destroy (laughs) a, well, sort of sacrificing himself to save the nuclear fusion power plant that apparently nobody wants. The way it happens, though, is amazing. The the way it happens is the best. Because, like, so, you know, he extends that finger and it turns all sharp and then he can interact with, like machinery things like yeah, that his little probe yeah it reminds so, me yeah. of so, like the <laughs> it reminds me of the the computer spikes from kodor yeah you're right mm. yeah so he yep. he has that finger extended where it's all sharp 
he gets knocked off of like this catwalk and lands on the monster and destroys it that way. Just by landing on him. <laughs> just, yeah, the finger just goes right through it and it's just bloop. It's gone. <laughs> and and then yeah, he, he yeah. keeps the power plant from blowing up by quote absorbing the power from the power core. And when he does it, Lewis is like, Murphy, no. And then his response is, Oh God. Yeah. And, and Robocop's response is not even cyborgs live forever. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, though, like this, this did teach me a valuable lesson, this episode. And it was basically a line that he said to Lewis at one point, And I'm like, if I ever get in a fight with my girlfriend, like, this is what I'm going to say. My prime directives override your concerns. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Wait a second. Was that Picard who said that? <laughs> yeah. I never, I never violate the prime directive unless it suits me. Yeah. Except for these like 12 <laughs> times that I violated it. More than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So the next episode then I hope is the hot seat. Question mark? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yes. yes. Was that that was Joseph's yeah. pick, right? That was Joseph. Yep. So let's talk about this one. <laughs> so, yes, the hot seat was season one, episode six, right? Yes. Is that what everybody watched? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, yeah, this one was basically, the reason I chose it was because it sounded stupid and it pretty much was, but it was uh, someone stole, or the Vandals stole, this gang called the Vandals stole um, RoboCop's recharging seat basically and so it's literally they took his chair and he's trying to get it back is a description of the episode when you told me that that was the episode that you picked was like why'd you pick it and you're like because the the description sounds so stupid they stole robocop's chair i just started i was at work when i read that i started laughing it was like all right this is gonna be great it it is true though it's the one thing that i thought of as i was watching this is how the hell does dr tyler not have a backup way to charge him what happens if that chair breaks yeah why doesn't he have an external yeah, exactly. power cord to plug into a wall yeah <laughs> yeah anything that makes no sense like and I, why I, was his chair so easily stolen right i was also wondering too like why doesn't he have like a mobile one like that vehicle he's always in why wouldn't you put one in there if he's always in yeah, it? he's got like an iHome dock in his chair or something exactly yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. plug a usb into that guy well just as a side note that this episode was written by a guy named marv wolfman who is the acclaimed writer and co-creator of the new teen titans the, wait the the new one oh. like the one that not yeah. the Teen Titans go no no, no the, the the other one before one, that the good one that ended like on a cliffhanger yeah well, it's Marv Wolfman so he co-created that just like as a side note not to maybe you know well I mean he and Gene Colan created Blade also oh the character Blade so interesting oh wow yeah kind of cool. cool yeah side just you know side discussion so I I have to say that that this episode the beginning of this episode. So in the movie, it's my opinion, and I don't think it's unique, that Lewis is a crap cop. She is a bad cop. Like, not bad as in morals. Like, she is just bad at doing her job as a cop. Like, she's right. ineffectual and Yeah, and because, because the, same, the same thing happens in this episode as happens uh, in the beginning of the movie, which causes partially Murphy causes get, Murphy to get killed, yeah. is that... She ends up, instead of, you know, being a good cop, she ends up looking at a guy's dick and getting distracted and then getting captured. And in this one, she somehow gets captured by a guy on a train and and RoboCop has to do some weird <laughs> crap where he, like, grabs them through the ceiling to save her. Yeah, he, like, disappears oh, or something, yeah. climbs through the ceiling. That was weird. 
Did did you guys notice he, the way that the villains looked in the Vandals gang? They, so they were like a ragtag group of I don't even oh yeah no they, they they each had their I, own their, powers. The designs are crazy. I was just like, who does the character design for these people? Like, do they think pe- people actually dress this way? You know what they, <laughs> they're so weird. You know what they were doing is they were designing unique individuals to create toys around. That's what they yeah were exactly. Well, yeah. They did make toys for yeah. these characters. Yeah. The first yep. character, uh, for no reason at all, has no shirt, and then the next guy is like a like a ripoff of Che Guevara, and then the yeah. last one is like a poor man Saddam <laughs> with a leather bomber jacket. It was it was a very <laughs> bizarre choice for their appearance. I, I can't imagine. I, I mean, maybe they were like, "Well, these characters would sort of look like GI Joe car- villains, so maybe kids will buy these by mistake." It, is that it, maybe what they thought? I don't that's, know. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, th- this is a not a great episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so thank you for that. I, yeah, yeah. There was, <laughs> so. I noticed this in a couple of the episodes that, I mean, the writing in this show is not great. Not, not at all great. And it's so, it's so hackneyed and ham-fisted. And I just like using phrases like that because, because I'm, because I'm hackneyed and ham-fisted this when I true. talk about stuff. Uh, but like this, this entire episode, once they steal the chair, it's just a series of ridiculous circumstances that are there solely for the purpose of draining his energy. Like he saves someone from a fiery building and that drains his energy. And then he has to do something else <laughs> and it drains his energy so that he only has like a fraction of his life force left by the time he confronts the uh, the evil vandals. That, yeah, makes no sense. No, it makes sense if you're a bad writer. <laughs> well, yeah. not to the rest of us. He doesn't even have like a backup battery or anything. Like it's just, you, you get one shot, that's all. Get back to the chair right. or you're dead. Even Mega, even um, Mega Man had subtanks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the guy, Dr. What is his name? Uh, Mac, 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 whatever he, he, uh, like he, we see him get upset in like every episode, but in this one, it's, this was like one of the worst excuses. He just like, he's always trying to save someone and make himself the hero. It's like, dude, he's just saving people. Like, why are you mad at this? Like, what is, (laughs) what is your reason for being upset? I'm going to be evil because the plot calls <laughs> right. for me to be. That's when he brings out that uh, X-376 tank or whatever to show the new thing he's working on. Yeah. There's a toy for that, by the way. Oh, of Where course. the hell does he get his funding, yeah. by the way? He, like, it, you you <laughs> see in the episode that, that Chris didn't watch, my Chris, my Chris, Aww. that he didn't watch, the, uh, the, man in the, iron, uh, the man in the iron suit. You see that the that the guy McNamara is employed by OCP, yeah. but he's like the second banana, and and they tell like he makes the suit so that they go into production. But like, what kind of budget does he have that he's being he's able to just like make these super suits and a freaking tank, and he's able to maintain the Ed two sixty billions of dollars apparently <laughs> apparently in his personal budget. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that that's yeah, that's bizarre to me. I, I will say, though, that the scene where Robocop goes into the burning building, that was kind of an interesting... I, I actually kind of like that scene because, like, he goes into the burning building to, like, save these people. And he... Like, the way that he... Like, I think that was also another one of those uh, where he says, like, uh, like, we can't live forever kind of things. And, and he was just like, he just assumed that he was going to die when he right. went in. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. That shows a RoboCop's like... Pretty dark for a kid's show, though. Yeah, yeah. kind of dark for a kid's show. 
Now, but, but that, before that, that, the end of that scene though, made that had a line that I think unintentionally made me laugh when he comes out and he's like red hot and yeah, oh, yeah. to hug him, and she he just puts his hand up. He goes, "Stop! I am still very hot," and he like <laughs> touches the fire truck and melts it a little bit. <laughs> but then, like three seconds later, he's normal color and she hugs him. Yeah, yeah. Well, because physics aren't important, Sean. And then the two of them become one because she's melted to his carapace <laughs> forever. Yeah, yeah. I like the word carapace. I don't know why. It's a, it's a, it's a fun word. Oh, you know what? Word? Now, before that scene... Oh, go ahead. It, you know what go word ahead. I like is uh, this This uh, episode used my favorite 90s term, which is slag. I love that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Slag? Slag. Slag is also like a British insult. We're going to turn you into slag. Yeah, slag, slag is a British insult uh, against uh, women. A, a less than desirable... A women of ill repute. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh the dirty sl- yeah the dirty slag at the pub wasn't yeah. there wow. a di- now, dinobot like from the transformers named slag could have been pretty sure the, tricer- so. the triceratops was slag did he wear like too much makeup yes <laughs> yeah. that was a that was a huge that problem. explains so much <laughs> I, I i so there's a scene that happened before this that i really liked did did you guys notice that in the scene before where robocop goes into like an arcade to try and get information oh yeah where they are and he <laughs> yeah. He's like he he beats down some super strong dude, and then he immediately after pimp slaps a vending machine. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't no. recognize the pimp slap, but I this was the first episode where I noticed that uh, that a um, RoboCop is very fond of the enhanced interrogation techniques. Yeah, he is. He, he he's very Batman in his approach. He's like, tell me what I want to know, and then he like puts their head underwater. Morals tell me what I need Sean. to know. Yeah, I'm an officer of the law. Unless I don't need to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he is RoboCop because, you know. Yeah. And the other thing towards the end of this episode that I didn't get. So the Vandals are just dumb. They're dumb, 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 dumb. They're trying to get. Dumb, uh, dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're trying to get McNamara to buy the, to, to buy the uh, chair from them. And he's like, I don't want it. Keep it. It's, it's your problem now. And so they're like, well, maybe we can sell it back to the cops. And then instead of just destroying it and essentially destroying Robocop, yeah. they're like, no, let's 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 give it back to him. You can buy it back from us as long as we get free reign of the city. Just freaking keep it, destroy it, and then you will have free reign of the yeah, city. Yeah, it makes no sense. I was wondering the and same then, thing. And then, of course, they're just like, uh, we don't make deals with criminals. And they trace the call, and that's pretty much it. They're right. just like, Robocop goes to save his chair. Yeah, <laughs> That was that was the other part. That was the other part that just shows like what a crap crappy cop Lewis is. Because when he hangs up on the guy, he you know he's tracing the call and he hangs up and she has no idea. She's like, "Well, how are we gonna find him?" I traced the call. Oh, that's so smart. Right. No, that's normal police work. You idiot. Yeah. Like, how would you not know that? It's not like he has magical like mechanical ingenuity ingenuity that she doesn't have yeah. like he just used a program that was available to him in the car yeah i also liked how uh lewis turns into super cop at the end to defeat all the vandals while while robocop's being crushed in she's the- a terrible police officer but she has amazing kung fu skills apparently yeah <laughs> yeah and even takes down a dude with a flamethrower with the super cheesy happy landings hotshot uh, right I think that was his name wasn't his name hotshot oh uh, was it i, I don't think know. it was <laughs> it might have been <laughs> Then RoboCop learns an important lesson about trusting his coworkers. Oh. <laughs> this could have been like a this could have been like a, a like a corporate team building thing that you watch. Like here's what happens when you don't trust your coworkers. Yeah. You get crushed in a freaking press. This uh this episode gave me two questions. For one, um so only three guys went to the police station and took the chair. I'm like, how did an entire police station not stop three people? 
And that is a damn yeah. good question. And then the other question was, um, so RoboCop at one point he had locked um, Lewis in the car. And I'm like, Lewis is usually driving this car. She's in it all the time. How does she not know how to get herself out of her own car? She's just like pressing buttons, hoping something unlocks the doors. I'm like, really? <laughs> I overrode the controls. You can't get out. <laughs> right. yeah. I put on the yeah, child the protection locks. Button. Child protection. <laughs> Lewis protection. <laughs> Lewis protection I locks. That. I flipped it's the that, same thing. She's that essentially little, a child. I flipped yeah. that little switch in the door so that you can't open it from the inside. Right. No. Keep summer safe. Keep summer safe. I will Murphy! say that, that, that RoboCop has a great line at the very end of this episode when when they're all worried that he didn't make it. And he goes, Reports of my shutdown have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> I wish he would have said that just like that. Like the robot reports of my <laughs> reports of my shutdown have been greatly exaggerated. Like that would be great. Right. I don't know why, but the way that I said it reminded me of the aliens in... Uh, um, God, what's the movie? Galaxy, uh, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Oh, Galaxy yes. Quest. Yeah, see, uh, you knew where uh, I was going. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, uh, at the end of the episode, uh, Robocop promises, I think the closing of it, Robocop promises Lewis he's not going to lock her in the car again. Like, that's his closing. Yeah. Don't worry, I won't treat you like my dog. <laughs> oh, <my baby>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the next episode is The Brotherhood. Is that one that we all watched? Th- that's the one that I did yes. see. Better be. That's the one I did I did oh. see this one. Stop. Yes. No. Okay, so we're going to talk about this episode okay. and you guys can react because this wait, episode. Wait, wait. Is... I think Joseph's heard this episode. Y- yes, right? I, I saw it. Okay. 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 So I'm the only so, one that okay, didn't. Okay. So, yeah. So this was my pick. Uh, so before we start. Just reading, I'm just going to read the description via the interwebs. RoboCop meets a Ku Klux Klan-like high-tech criminal gang who calls themselves the Brotherhood. Their goal is to destroy all robots and cyborgs in old Detroit with a high-tech ball that causes errors in robots and cyborg programming. That's like Ku Klux like Klan it. in a kid's oh, show. Man. You if missed out. Ever- you missed out, Chris. Oh, I, if there, you have no idea. If if there's ever a reason to pick an a animated kids episode, it's because there's an animated version of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I one of I, I can't say like this. This episode is gold, but I think one of my favorite parts of this episode is what the Klansmen call each other. Yes. Okay. Because if, if in my notes, <laughs> in my notes, that is what I call them. Look. Look. Yes. So they refer to themselves as Flesh Brothers. Flesh Brothers. Oh, gross. <laughs> they are brothers in you Flesh. You need to calm down, Flesh <laughs> Brother. The, we will yeah. get them when... There's like but a I just thought of it as foreskin flesh joke bros. there somewhere. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of... <laughs> so... Flesh bros. So, so I, I had to say that this episode, uh, and we don't really get political on this show at all, but this episode is really prescient, giving like the given the, like the the day that we're recording. Yeah, the, yes. the day that we're recording, and oh just given the overall like the overall uh, sentiment around the country right now yep. in these United States. But uh, yeah, it's it's basically the, the the Brotherhood is a group of of anti robot clansmen who want to eradicate the the mongrel robot races from the pl- great and powerful old Detroit who are taking our jobs. Exactly. Jobs. That is, a, back, that is what they're pile. saying. Yeah. Everybody back to the pile. <laughs> yeah. N- not to get like touched too far deep into that uh, giant ocean of, uh, of a political shitstorm. Uh, I will say that I, I like watching the episode and then, cause I watched the episode earlier in the week and then, 
the event happened that I think all of us are kind of talking about. And uh, and I was like, wow, I could not have picked a more inappropriate <laughs> episode yeah, really. ever. And I have uh, to say that this this episode of the show, given that this is a cartoon about a hyper-violent, sexualized movie, R-rated movie from the 80s, Given that fact, I have to say that out of all the episodes we've watched, and I probably out of all the episodes in the 12-episode run, this is the most inappropriate and ridiculous <laughs> episode that they could have produced. <laughs> I, I wrote down, I wrote down, let's see, where did I put it? I said that I can't even find it. Well, then we don't need your input. Well, no, basically, basically like, like this, this, and I said, I used, the, I used the term earlier because I had it in my mind for this episode, but this is the most ham-fisted, like, way to talk about race relations in, in it's, the... It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> oh, I said, I said, addressing racism in a kid's show maybe wasn't the best vehicle for promoting social change. At least not in a hyper-violent cartoon. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, you really missed out. Yeah, I, I'm uh, really sad. Jo- I'm really sad. But Joseph saw it. <laughs> Joseph, what do you think of yeah, this yeah. episode before we get delve into it further? Oh, my gosh. This episode, I mean, it just felt like we're talking about very topical, A, and B, very inappropriate, as you also said. The... Uh, <laughs> There was a there was one character. Well, it was the character who was like the new police, uh, the new police officer who turns out to be someone else later that uh, he constantly kept calling RoboCop Robert Cop or Rubber Cop. Like he <laughs> he didn't. I don't think it was because he was trying to say it. It's just like his accent or the way he was saying it was just phrased really weird to where it sounded like he was calling him something completely different. But that, re- that reminds me of a, there's a cheap knockoff RoboCop like action figure that's called Robert Cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Perfect. Perfect. So for those of you who want to join the Flesh Bros, the Flesh Brothers, Flesh Bros. <laughs> The Brotherhood of Fleshy Meatbags. Oh my god. <laughs> so the the terrible cop that works with them, he apparently thinks that he says that he likes their methods, but he or he doesn't like the, their methods, but he likes their message. This is the lieutenant. That's lieutenant the lieutenant who says that. About, yeah, Hedgecock talking about the Brotherhood. Yeah. I don't like their methods, but they get results. Yeah, it's basically. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, and like, how about and also the the ball is is just an EMP. Yeah, that they use, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I liked the uh, the clown robot. Like that that part made me laugh a lot. Okay, actually, you gotta um, the one that who one. is a clown robot. What's going on here? Okay, well, well, he was in. It was like a, a drive through. Like everything's being run by robots in this city, and so that's why it's like they took our gerbs and everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the there's this fast food joint that has a clown as the cashier, I guess, and he's handing it's the food over. Bogus burgers. Bogus burgers. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> and, god. And uh, his thing, like after he gets one of these EMPs thrown at him, which doesn't shut him off, it like um, it turns it him kind of berserk, yeah. And so what he does, like he's about to hand the burger, a bag of burgers to somebody, and instead, like he gets EMPed, and he's like, "I will eat them myself," and just dumps them on his head, and he's like, "Delicious!" <laughs> and then, and then, and then, oh my god, it's like and, it's, it's like if then, Shel- it's like if Sheldon from uh, from uh, Big Bang Theory was trying to terrorize people. Yeah, and then he so, uh, a little hold on a little bit later he's like, uh, all right, he said, uh, t- I think it was just a little bit later this scene he's like two burgers coming up. I hope you choke on it or something. <laughs> my favorite, my my favorite thing from this is when Murphy and RoboCop show up, and 
And uh, they walk in and the guy like throw the robot throws some stuff at them. And then he says a line from an old Burger King commercial. He says, Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders will be had us. Oh, it's right. What? Yeah. Oh my god. No, he's he says that and I was like, wait a minute, I know that's a commercial for something, and it's and it's a jingle from Burger King from uh nineteen seventy four. It was a commercial where they, they sang a song, Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders. Special don't orders upset don't upset us. And he says, yeah, hold the pickles, hold the lettuce. Special orders will behead us. And then he attacks them with some kind of weird meat saw. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That was very bizarre. Did you guys also notice the the slogan for Bogus Burgers? On the no. billboard up, it said, Bogus Burgers made from a delicious selection of animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Chipmunks, geese. Whatever fluid to the grinder. Yeah. Right. At the end of at the end of the um, the scene with the uh, the burger robot, I seem to pick up on a kind of weird implication of romantic feelings between Murphy and Lewis. Yeah, I. There's been some of that throughout every episode that we've covered. That's yeah. Kind think about when bit. he was too hot to touch. Yeah, it's. <laughs> she kind of like fawned on his chest. He's he's literally a fleshy head in a metal body. Well, but I bet he's know. got a vibrate sitting. Yeah, yeah. see, that's <laughs> and, what I was thinking. And and I bet I bet uh, Lewis will just go up and ask him, "Hey, what that mouth do?" <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, well, you know, maybe maybe to service his partner, he has to get the uh, attachment from season two. Yeah, <laughs> and, and here's an example when when uh, when they after they've been confronted, I think by like a mob. That when they confront the mob, I think is when this happens. And this is an example of the just bad, just over the top writing that made this episode. Terrible. I already know what you're going to quote because I wrote it down too. Yeah, uh, RoboCop says, or no, this is Lewis. Lewis says, "Come on, Murphy, we better leave before things get ugly." It already is ugly because hate is ugly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I laughed so hard when that happened. This is this is like this is like Mrs. Jenkins' fourth grade class's report on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Oh God! Yeah, like this, this is the level of of, of writing like, that we get in this episode as yeah. well. Oh well, that, man, that, that's so that's that, when the whole he episode is just crazy, right? Yeah, that's when he mistakes that kid's ball for an EMP device and shoots yeah. it out of the air. <laughs> That, that's also when like he sulks in a dime is like I made a terrible mistake I should <laughs> yeah. quit being a policeman it's all I'm programmed to do <laughs> <laughs> too bad I'm also programmed to feel sadness why was yeah. I programmed to feel pain <laughs> I don't get why the kid threw the ball hey Robocop catch and he throws yeah. the ball get down I don't think if you threw anything at a cop they'd be like oh hey <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Especially not with these ball-shaped EMPs going around. And it's like a gray ball, so it's the same color. It's a simple mistake. And the same size. Yeah, yeah no, I don't blame RoboCop. He's I a... can't make mistakes. Yeah, he's <laughs> a robot. He's not allowed. I like that when... So the, they're they're planning on setting off the, the giant EMP, which will affect all the stuff in old Detroit. And they're doing it at the Natural History Museum. And I love that the leader of the Brotherhood looks up at the... The, the, oh, the exhibit of the caveman. Was, this is awful. Too. And this is where you find out that the that the Brotherhood's ultimate goal is to put old Detroit back to the Stone Age. What kind of stupid ass plan is that? <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, that's like 
That's like the guy from uh, that's like the guy from X Men, the the pterodactyl guy who wants to turn everyone into oh, dinosaurs. Yeah, oh, Sauron. Reasons. Uh, Sauron. Yeah, because reasons. Yeah, because yeah. reasons. I want them all to be dinosaurs. It's like, but with your mind, like you could solve global warming and cure cancers. Like, but I want to make them dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and the uh, the the reveal of the uh, the reveal of the Brotherhood's leader at the end is just so like okay, we knew it for the first minute we saw this new character we've never seen before. New right. character introduced. In multiple scenes at the same time that they're showing... Who just likes to talk about how much he hate, robot people. How much I hate them robot devils. <laughs> yeah. Robot devils. So EMPs were a constant thing that were going on throughout this entire episode. Somehow, Dr. Tyler wasn't able to whip up some kind of EMP shielding for RoboCop. It actually wouldn't have been that hard. Yeah. It, but, you know, like, whatevs. I mean, could have painted him in rubber, too. I mean, Jesus. Anything. Put RoboCop in a giant latex suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually for his date with Lewis later. Yeah. Exactly. The end of this episode is just like the end of the episode that I didn't watch, where his his helmet is shut, like his body is shutting down because he's so close to the EMP, and he can't rely on his targeting sensors to shoot the EMP, which I don't know is the best idea to do. That's when he has to quote rely on his own human intuition. No, his, his, his human instincts. <laughs> Yeah. His eyeballs are his human intuition. Because that's what you aim with. You don't aim with intuition. It's not the Dark Tower. This episode is not, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't just, it's not good. I mean, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. It's funny. I don't think it was um, supposed to be funny. I bet no. you the guys that wrote this were like, we're making some real, uh, at, real at the, serious social commentary. At the end of the episode, the uh, RoboCop actually saves the lieutenant who is trapped under some rubble. And yeah. then Lewis is like, all right, now you owe RoboCop. And he's just like, blast. Like, he's angry that he just got saved by RoboCop. Yeah, I, I like how the the uh, the police command hierarchy is just wantonly ignored. Everyone just shits on the lieutenant. And in reality, <laughs> yeah. he would have their ass on desk duty if that was the case. Yeah, I never understood that. Uh, that was something that I thought about, but I just was like, well, it's... Ro I mean, it's just a show about a giant robot person fighting, like robot Ku Klux Klansman, so you know, yeah. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief a little Sometimes bit. Sometimes you just shouldn't police hierarchy. ask questions. You just kinda <laughs> you just kinda accept it as fate. Yeah. Th this whole episode was a question I didn't want to ask. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and doesn't need so, an answer. Yeah. So I think we only have one more to yeah. talk about. The last episode was my episode, Menace of the Mind. And I will I will freely admit that the only reason I picked this episode is that I saw it had Clarence Boddicker in it. I know that's that's the only reason. <laughs> and I, and I, I think I when I sent the episode to you, I said I picked this one because of Clarence freaking Boddicker because he is the antagonist really in uh, the movie in RoboCop and, the movie. Right. Yeah, and he is uh, he's played by at least in the uh, in the movie he's played by I can't remember his name, but it's Red Foreman from that '70s show. Yes. So mm. just as like a weird side note, because I think we all watched this on Kim cartoon. Yep. Uh, did anybody else get the weird pop up when they went to watch this episode that I got? No, ad blocker. Okay. Yeah. Well, ad block. I, the 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 pop up that I got over the over the image was it was an image with a picture of Willem Dafoe from the movie Platoon, and it said, <laughs> "It said what happened to Willem Dafoe twenty five years after Platoon?" And I'm just like, "Wait." Uh, he's a famous actor still, so why is this a que why is this question relevant? <laughs> Do the people watching this not know who Willem Dafoe is? Right. I, I don't know. So this I, I mean, I know that was like a weird side note. It just I couldn't help but write that down. I was like, this is this is bizarre. Like, why? 
Like, I don't know. There's a bunch of, like, weird ads on that stuff, there's, too. Yeah, that there's always... It's just one of those weird clickbait things. And, like, because yeah. I remember... I see this one every once in a while. And it's a picture of Julia Stiles. And and the, the caption is, like, celebrities that died and nobody noticed. I'm like, she's still alive! Like, what the... <laughs> <laughs> I saw... There was one that I saw there. It was, um, it was Rebel Wilson. Yeah. And it was, like... It was like it was a picture of Rebel Wilson. It said Rebel Wilson went on an insane diet. You won't recognize her now, but she hasn't. She's still Fat Amy. Like, she still <laughs> looks like. I mean, she dropped the same a little bit of weight, but she still looks pretty much the same person. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I always like the one where it's like a side by side, and it's like uh, no, that's not the same person. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, that's literally somebody else. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, sorry. Side so, note. Yeah, back to the <laughs> episode. <laughs> back to the episode. This episode. I mean, the the plot is really. It's just weird. It, I felt that this episode was was commentary on the crack epidemic. It, it could be. So there was there was a they so OCP created these these microchips that Clarence Boddicker and his gang from RoboCop, same guys, were stealing in this ridiculously overpowered and super toyetic vehicle that they were stealing these microchips to create these collars which were being used to enhance people's abilities to like do work they're called zip chip collars zip chip collars mm-hmm. and it's essentially like uh like technological speed or meth i'm guessing to make yeah. them more aware and more able to like concentrate on things and it's, be more productive yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff very odd and uh ocp is upset because these their microchips are being used in these collars and that's giving ocp bad public uh, bad publicity and it's costing them profits and so they they task the uh, they task the, the the old Detroit PD to to take them down, but they are way outgunned and outclassed. And I have to say that this is the most violent episode we've seen so far. Clarence in his giant his giant hover helicopter, jet. Yeah, yeah, his giant hover jet that he goes just... Mach five, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, by the way, <laughs> he's able. He just unleashes missiles and bullets and stuff on on a on a giant group of cops and is blowing them away. And you see later that a couple of them, a bunch of them, I think are in the hospital still from their encounter with the, with the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, this episode is the one where I was like, well, they obviously introduced a bunch of characters in this episode so that they could sell toys later. Yeah. Because this is where the ultra police come in. Yeah. This is the yep. most toyetic episode we've watched because uh, RoboCop ends up getting a helicopter that they name the RoboCopter for no flipping reason, <laughs> other than because, that's what the name on the box is going to say. Because yeah, it's RoboCop, exactly the reason. Yeah, and and I uh, like I noticed earlier when he was chasing after uh, Boddicker's plane that, and this happens in other episodes that RoboCop is able to run when he needs to. When the plot needs him to run, he can run. Otherwise, he just does his normal, like, slow, like... Right, yeah. I thought that was kind of weird, too. Because, yeah, in almost any other situation, like, he barely moves forward. I think the only times he ran was, like, there. And then I think he maybe ran into that building that was burning in the the other episode. But other than that, he just... I think he ran inside the building. Yeah, he just walks really slowly everywhere else because he's just not concerned. No, he can run when the, he can run when the episode needs him to run, and uh, so he gets he gets teamed up. Well, he doesn't actually because RoboCop gets his arm ripped off, and which is pretty damn violent. He gets his arm ripped off, and while he's recuperating, the head of OCP unveils the Ultra Police, who are Ultra a, Police, yeah, who are a GI Joe knockoff 
of yeah. three guys who one guy I mean it's like a GI Joe maybe Centurions knockoff. It's like the A team oh, yeah. pretty much. They're like here's the yeah. A team, have fun. Yeah, and so they go and they try to stop Boddicker and his super jet, and they fail miserably. And then RoboCop shows up essentially to save the day, and then he gets put into a, into a stupid writing cliche situation where he has to choose between getting Boddicker and saving the Ultra Police. And of course, he chooses to save the Ultra Police because he's a good guy. I well, yeah, <laughs> but but hold on, to save the Ultra Police is literally just one of the Ultra Police, the Birdman guy who can't swim, and so he's drowning in like like uh, really shallow water. So. It's like he could have easily just gone after them and been like, well, I mean, anyone could have saved this guy because they just had to swim out a short distance and bring him back in. He wasn't in imminent danger. RoboCop could have been like, stand up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just stand up. You're in in shallow water. Your feet, I mean, drop them to the floor and stand up. No, or he could have just hit the ejector seat on on, uh, Lewis and sent her over into the water because she wasn't doing anything in the robocopter anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just pretty useless. But somebody also, needs to be there like, to yell, Murphy! And that was right. what she was doing. So The the pilot was, I believe, like in their bios, like they gave little bios. He was like ex-military, like whatever, like a fighter pilot. And I was thinking, well, then he at least went through basic, right? So he should be able to swim. Yeah, that's no. definitely... He, no. he wasn't even, like, ex-military. He just had several thousand hours of flight experience. Oh, that's that was only it. his it was, experience. Oh, that's right. Combat experience. Oh, if he had okay, flight yeah. combat experience, then that means that he was a pilot with the, with the, with the military. Okay. Or, so they, or maybe he was in a paramilitary territory. Oh, it's like Blackwater? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but then after, after he saves them, we get a police work montage where they go and they're, like, doing research and finding out, you know, interrogating people and finding out where Boddicker's <laughs> lair is. And it's literally a montage where it's each of the Ultra Police and RoboCop going back and forth. But at the end of the montage, it's just one of the police. I think the wheels guy just comes like, I know where he is. <laughs> and yeah, that's exactly. it. Like, it's not even, yeah, it's a very anticlimactic. Well, he, he knows where some guy, I don't even know who the guy was. It's the guy that's like in the pool on the roof. And then oh, yeah. uh, RoboCop, RoboCop employs his, uh, his uh, uh, enhanced interrogation techniques by drowning him. <laughs> he, he essentially waterboards him in his own pool. And then he gets the information where Boddicker's lair is. And uh, then they go over there and they have this drawn out uh, air battle between the two toys, toy helicopters. And then uh, he shoots Boddicker down and he looks like he's about to kill him at the end. And then he remembers that he's a cop and he doesn't kill him. And it turns Boddicker into a sniveling little bitch. And he's like, no, don't kill me. No, please. Yeah, and then the episode ends. Disapp- he's like, "It's disappointing." He's like, "I was never in danger of violating my prime directives of not killing. I'm a police officer. Damn it! <laughs> it's what I do." <laughs> so I, normally- morals drop them. <laughs> you know, I didn't like one thing that I didn't get was so earlier that ship that Boddicker was in that that airship, like it had mm-hmm. been shot a few times by the Ultra Police and it took no damage. So why all of a sudden is RoboCop just tearing the crap out of it when he shoots it? Because RoboCopter. <laughs> I guess, man. We just because needed a better helicopter. Said to... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I was just like, uh. It, it, that reminds me in, what was it, Jace and the Wheel Warriors, how, how the enemy's lasers do nothing. 
but but all of Jace and the Wheeled Warrior's cars can like just just raffle stomp everything. Yeah, and then exactly. Jace could turn into like a, a piece of glass. And oh just yeah, cut through whatever. <laughs> it's like a yeah. it's just a glass playing card that floats through it's the like, air. Plot device. <laughs> yeah. Plot device. It's 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 uh, <laughs> the writer saying, "Crap, we've written ourselves into a corner." Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. That's basically it. So that that was my episode. Really, it was just... I feel bad because like I picked that episode because it had Clarence Boddicker in it. And, I, and, and this episode actually does a quick, really sanitized origin story for RoboCop. And I don't know if they get into yeah. that in the other episodes, but he, ha- he has flashbacks. And that's why in the episode, he really, really wants to get Boddicker because he's right. having flashbacks of his origin where Boddicker and his gang basically shoot the crap out of him and kill him. And that's his that's his real driving force for wanting to get Boddicker. So yeah. I, I wanted it for that, but it really just turned into a 22 minute long commercial for a toy line. Which <laughs> yes. I mean, you can argue that most cartoons from like '82 to like '89 were that, but this I it just it disappointed me because I I had as high a hopes as I could have for a RoboCop cartoon for this episode because it had the main bad guy from the movie. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah. yeah, like there was. Um... I don't know. There's a lot I didn't understand about this this episode. What the sad part was, it, I think it was the most enjoyable one. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I would definitely agree. Yeah. Well, they the, they did make toys for this, and a lot of the toys yeah. appeared to have been toys that came out in 1988/89. And what's interesting about them is that the show is over, but yet somehow they made toys for like all the characters. Right. And like they have Birdman and Ace Jackson and Officer Lewis. They have Headhunter, Nitro, Doctor McNamara, and Chainsaw from the Vandals. And they've got yeah, they've got like all these characters. They had much. I think I feel like they had way higher hopes for this show than than what panned out. Oh yeah, I mean they they look. They had the cars. They had I mean they had all kinds of toys. I actually remember these toys m- more than I remember the show. Mostly now, because I think I wanted them, and then they were, like, out, and then they were gone. Now, mm. one of the things that we always do when we watch these shows is, well, normally, is that we have, well, not we, you, because she's yours, not that you own her, but we have your daughter. I own a <laughs> child. I own a child. We have your daughter watch <laughs> these shows and see what she thinks. Now, I'm going to take a guess that you didn't have her watch the RoboCop cartoon. I did. You did? I did. All right. <laughs> what did she think about it? So so here's what happened. Because normally I'll show her one. I'll gauge her opinion of it. See where she came to. And then sometimes, like, there have been a few that we've watched where she, we watched one episode and she's like, nope, I'm done. And then <laughs> that was the case here. She, we, watched, we watched the Death Spore episode. And nice. <laughs> she was she was done. She like do I was like I don't really want to explain like robot racism to my kids, so she's not gonna watch mine. And uh, and I thought the Despore one would be a good one to start. She she watched it and then she's like, Daddy, I want to watch something else. And I was like, Okay, so that was it. <laughs> right now she's stuck on Thundercats, uh, nice. which we will be covering probably next week. Yeah, sweet. Now, why do you guys Why do you guys think this show failed? I have my own theories. Because it obviously failed. Twelve episodes yeah. is not a is not a run. Right. Um, my guess is because it was pretty awful. Honestly, I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, like even as a kid, I don't think I would have enjoyed this. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just wasn't a good show. The uh, the lines were really 
the, the writing was poor, the dialogue was terrible, and the characters weren't at all like uh, w- with the exception Likeable. of I guess yeah yeah, well, yeah I guess with the exception of Robocop because he was just funny how like robotic he was and just I don't know but uh, other than that they're not even like memorable looking so there was nothing that really stood out to the point where I, it would have appealed to me either as a kid or an adult right I think also part of it is that. But to be fair, the intro for the show is, like, not great. It's, like, 20 seconds long. And it, it doesn't have, like, a cool, like, catch line, or there's no, like, hook for the music. And and so, like, as you just said, the characters aren't super memorable, and then the, the intro is not memorable, and these are all things that you need to sell something to kids, you yeah. know? And then yeah. if you don't have that, that's not there. I, I think, you know, because sometimes... You know, maybe we get a little deep into the weeds about, like, subtext. And I think, actually, there is subtext here, but it's more to do with the making of the show than anything else. Yeah, mm. here's my problem with the with the with what I see as the biggest problem. Your main character, really, your main character is RoboCop. It's Alex Murphy. And he has no personality. He, re- he relies on the other characters around him to be the personality for him. Yeah. Because, for the most part, in the episodes that we watched... The he just is like I'm a cop, and you need to <laughs> stop doing crimes. And then you have you have like you have the uh, Lieutenant Hedgecock who's like I hate these freaking robots and RoboCop's an asshole. And then you have Mur or you have uh, Lewis who's like Oh Murphy, Murphy. And it, it seems like everybody else in the show is overly personified. Because Murphy is has no personality. Yeah, right. he definitely has the personality of a wet cardboard box. If that, he has a dry cardboard box. He's praying for rain. <laughs> oh, well, that's true. At least he'd droop a little. Yeah. Like, and that's, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's ultimately the problem is you have a main character who's driving your show. Like, you think about other shows that are successful. You think about, like, you think about... Thundercats, like Lionel has a personality. I mean, oh, he's yeah. kind of goofy and and he wants to do the right thing, but he's ultimately like a human. And they try to do that. They try to in some of these episodes where he like recognizes that he's not able to, he's not able to do everything and that he has to rely on other people, but he like does it begrudgingly. He's, he's like, nope, whatever lesson I learned in the last episode, I've forgotten it. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that, I think that's kind of a, part and parcel for a lot of the shows of the mid to late 80s where they would have a setup a lesson and then a resolution right yeah to that and then then it would repeat so they now the characters are wash and they have to like relearn something again yeah and and like and i get that but i think i think the, the problem here was that the writers in this case, the show just in general, they bit off more than they could chew. Well, I'm, so I they, was thinking as I was watching it, who's the audience? Who's the audience? Is it is it people that watch the RoboCop show, uh, the RoboCop movie? The audience is like, because where, where's your tie-in, right? Well, right. I, I, what I'm what I'm saying though is this: I, I think you know you you don't try and tack, tackle issues of say like the crack epidemic or race relations with an audience of children in the five to eleven year age range. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, who's the audience? Like, I f- I feel like. In, in anything, in any kind of business venture, right, you have to decide if you're going to create a product, and this is a product, if you're going to create a product, who is the audience? Who is the core demographic of this? And so you have so many options in this. Is it the people that watched the, the movie? Is that, that would be your, in 1988, that movie came out in what, 1985? Well, see, and where you're going with it reminds me of the episode we did on your guys' show, Toxic uh, Crusaders. Because that was a show that didn't make it, I don't know why, because it should have. 
And yeah. the, the creators knew who their audience was. Their audience was their fans. Yeah. And the children of those fans. Yeah. So you have a you have a movie that came out in 87, a hyper-violent, hyper-sexualized, dystopian future movie that was rated R in 1987. So the people that saw that movie ostensibly would be like your maybe your late teens to the adults. And then you create sort of a a a weirdly like, like a, a weirdly toned <laughs> show that you would think, based on everything else you know about cartoons, is probably aimed at kids because there was toys associated with it, right? So it's aimed at kids right. probably aged uh, 7 to 12, I'm guessing, is what they thought their audience was. But then you, you, you deal with concepts that are, that are completely above their, their, like, or probably, I would assume, is completely above their, like, rational thinking ability. You're talking about race and drugs and you're not making it completely overt. Some of it is like a little subtle, but like you don't do that in a kid's show. Like kids just want to see colors and well, and even who's if, the audience is the question I'm asking. Who is the audience? It's not even, the kids. It's not the like even if you cover that kind of subject matter, don't do it in a way that's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they started from a bad point and then they just kept moving forward with their bad point. Is yeah. I think the, <laughs> the biggest reason why this thing failed. Are, are are either do either of you guys have significant others? Yes. Okay, so you are completely aware with the idea of the foot and mouth, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you start down a road that maybe you shouldn't have. But then yeah. you're committed. But then you're committed. I think that's what happened with this show. It's yeah. Like, well, we're here, I guess. Might as well make the best of it in 12 episodes we have. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, well, I guess we got to do something. So, uh, I don't know. Any of you guys got any ideas? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, what are your guys' overall opinion of the show? Like, would you recommend this? You know, where do you sit? That's usually what we do, is we either say, like, we don't give it, like, stars or... or, or ratings. Ratings. It's, it's like, sure. like if, you, if you were trying to... If you were trying to decide if this show would work again, or if you think that there's any value to it, would you recommend people watch it? And if so, who would you recommend Yeah, like, it what's... It's, yeah, that's, that's the sort of thing that we do. Uh, for me, I would, I would not recommend it. Like, I don't, I don't think it was executed well. I think the story was bad. I, I think that there could be potential for a, an updated version of a RoboCop cartoon that could still be kid-friendly and stuff like that, but maybe a little bit more of a serious tone with better writing, things like that. Because, I mean... There is another one in 98, by the way. Oh, is there? Okay, okay. Well, then <laughs> maybe that one's better. But, maybe uh, we do that again later. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Because I'm, I'm like, you know what? The idea could be, it could be executed okay. They just really dropped the ball with it, and it felt like that, you know, it, it felt like they really didn't care. It was just a, okay, what else can we do to make money off this IP? Um, we can't sell the movie to kids, but maybe we can make a cartoon for kids and get some, uh, some toys and stuff. That'll get us money. But, uh, I mean. I feel like it was nothing but that. It was nothing but a cash grab. Yeah. A poorly executed one. What yes. do you think, Joseph? Yeah, no, I definitely would not recommend it. Even to diehard fans of the film, I would say if you want to appreciate everything about the quote-unquote RoboCop universe, keep this out of it. And uh, because, I mean, it's just like everything we've covered. It's not It's not executed well. It's not entertaining even. It's, it's not even a, like a so bad it's good situation it's just so bad that it, it just is bad and it hurts your eyes and your ears and it i don't wish that heart. upon anyone's <laughs> yeah, it hurts your heart <laughs> hurts your brain yeah. uh, logic is out the window lewis is 
a terrible everything. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just she's, just bad. She's going to end up on my it. worst characters list for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who else is on that worst character list? Uh, let's see. So for me to gauge. There, there's uh, there's quite a few on there, but um, actually, it's on our subreddit. Let me find that real quick. Oh, is it really? Oh yeah, because <laughs> it's 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 a pretty good list, I think. Um, I believe... uh, Slimer from Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters was on oh, there. Oh, that's a bad one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Billy from Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, um, I heard that on on. The you <laughs> God, guys I hate did. that. Uh, Flim Flam from Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. He's uh, bad. Okay, yeah, he's terrible. Uh, Keop from Battle of the Planets. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Battle, of, Battle, Battle, you probably know it as uh, G Force. Gotcha, Battle of man. the Planets is is yeah G Force. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, G Force. Yeah. Okay. yeah, but but in the Japanese version, he's actually a good developed character. It's when they Americanize him that they make him into just some kind of. Uh, I don't know just if you're gonna kid or something like no yeah. I'm not even kidding like because instead of him speaking like real English he just goes and makes noises like yeah. that and you're like what yeah. the fuck oh like it's so ridiculous I just hate it um, uh. and then Doc from Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers is on there too I hate Doc so much Oh, oh, I love Doc. I, I hate Doc, him. Doc, Doc hate is him. a little. <laughs> Doc is a little autismo too. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so, but well, I, I don't know. It's so, I, I, I would say my recommendation for the show is that uh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Like at all. So I, I, I think there is nothing about this worth recommending. The animation is terrible through most of the show. I will say the only saving, not saving grace, because there really is none. But the only thing in the <laughs> show that's not awful is the sound effects because they really took the time to put in all of the sound effects as Murphy's walking around or when he's turning his head. Okay, cool. Like they take some time to put that in there. I would say that they did the same thing in uh, legend of Zelda. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. They did take the effort to do that in legend of Zelda. About the only effort that they took. Yeah, that's the only effort. Um, (laughs) The writing is really not good at all. The characters are either boring or one dimensional, one dimensional or ridiculously offensive yeah like dr H- kind like like our skin bros or dr hijiri <laughs> skin uh, bros. i you Flesh know bros. so there's nothing about this don't watch it for any reason at all whatsoever i would actually say that this is one of the worst things that we've seen except for my little pony oh man uh <laughs> I wanna st- we've I got wanna that start- coming up soon we have it coming Wait, up. are you gonna watch the original uh no i think we have we have the new one coming up soon okay because yeah. the uh, uh, the original from the early '90s. There is no words. You, you just no you words. Mean the early those. '80s. Late sorry, 80s. sorry. Yeah, oh, the, the the ones from the '80s. Yeah. So I late totally want to start calling, and I, I I do this with love. I totally want to start calling the listeners to our show, Skin Bros. Yes, I love it, Skin Bros. <laughs> What's up, my Skin Bros? <laughs> was was it Skin Bros or Flesh Bros? Flesh Bros. Flesh, flesh Bros. bros. Flesh. What's up, my Flesh Bros? Thanks, Sean. Sing about the food. It's it's okay. <laughs> so so. Uh, I don't really like to uh, buck what would be a unanimous consensus, so I won't. I don't like the show either. <laughs> no, the, uh, and I'm a big fan of RoboCop. Yeah, I, I loved RoboCop. Yeah, as a kid. The, the movie was the movie was great. It's a great commentary, like a political social commentary on on uh, really a lot of things. But this show had it's so many missteps it's like misstep after misstep after misstep and you know when it comes to like animation it's hard to at least traditionally in animation it's hard to learn from your mistakes because you usually produce like a whole slew of episodes at the beginning and 
by the time you realize that they're not playing well or that they're not that great, it's like, it's too late. We've already made 65 of them. Well, that's why they do focus groups. Now. Yeah. So, right. so they didn't get far enough to learn from their mistakes in this. Thankfully. It shows. Um, who knows? Maybe if they had a 65 episode run, it would have ended up turning into a better show. I don't know, but with what we have right now, it's not very good, and I can't really. I mean, part some of it was funny to watch, but like you know, funny for the wrong, funny for the same reasons that like the room and Samurai Cop are funny. Mm, yeah, you know, and, and and those are always hit and miss because not everybody has the same type of sense of humor that'll find that stuff hilarious. So yeah, just let this one let this one die, and hopefully they come up with something better. Because RoboCop is a good property. It's and and you could turn it into. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of you know quote unquote violent cartoons out there that kids are watching right now that are good. Like Teen Titans is a good example. It was a great cartoon. The Young Justice cartoon was a violent cartoon. It was really good. They could turn this into potentially something great, at least a property. And I yeah. would hope that they do. But the the this this bit that's well, I think the problem is that the way that RoboCop is always written, what whether it's movies or this, is is he's just he's he's a piece of scenery, and I think it, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna if you're gonna commit and make a RoboCop animated series or TV series or something, what you have to do is make him the straight man with a dry sense of humor. Yeah, you have to include yep. that because otherwise he's boring. You know, yeah. Do something stupid, like in the like in the movie when uh, when he gets into the car, like when he's still Murphy, and he gets into the car, and then Lewis is getting into the car with him, and he's like, "Buckle up!" and he takes off, and she's like, "Ugh!" Like you could you could do stupid stuff like that, where he's just like being kind of a like a smarmy ass, but right. that would it, be funny. He's doing it completely deadpan because he's a robot. That in and of itself would have made the show better. Yeah, I agree by a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I it think wouldn't have helped, this, but still, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I think I think for this show we're all in unanimous yeah. Uh, yeah. agreement that it's terrible. don't do it. Don't do it. No, <laughs> and don't request that we watch more of this show either. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to come up with some. I was trying to come up with something funny to say at the end, like if you want us to watch more of this show, drop it. No, <laughs> that's better. That's better writing than every episode that we watched. That Pretty is much, fair, yeah. but not by much. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that'll probably do it for this episode. So uh, why don't you guys take us out? Tell yeah, us no, where yeah, we tell, can find you. Yeah. Tell us where we can find you, your podcast, your website. Um, so if you want to find me and Joseph, listen to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts and you can go to nerdsloth.com that is our network site blah, blah. <laughs> I can't talk Englishes that is our network site you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the things and uh yeah we look forward to like uh to meeting some of you people and talking to you and and hopefully we don't steal you but we we wouldn't mind borrowing you listeners for a few so yeah we can yeah. we can operate the childhood remastered lending library of listeners <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, we'll 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 loan them out. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So if you want to find us and talk to us on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at RemasteredCast. That is at RemasteredCast. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Childhood Remastered. Please rate us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. The rating really helps us out. Yeah, and we'd also like to thank John Howarth for the use of our intro music, Nascent. You can find links to his SoundCloud on our website, childhoodremastered.com. So until next time, this is Sean. And Chris. And Joseph. And other Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs>